Welcome and welcome back to season two of Overreact Podcast. In a society that puts women in a box. Let's overreact. Let's overreact. Hey, ladies. Hey. hey. It's your girl, Momo Hoya here. It's your girl, Angela Wamboy. And it's your girl, Lash Angela. And we just wanted to say thank you. Thank you so much from the bottom of our, of our hearts uh, to uh, over 140,000 of you who listened to our season one. We were talking about menstruation and we were talking about mental health. We were talking about men and emotions, uh, women and society. And we are promising a fire season two, in it? Yes, yes, indeed. Um, it's going to be specific. This time around, we'll have a specific focus. Uh, we wanted to highlight the range of women in leadership position, um, highlighting their challenges, their unique opportunities in the fields that they're in, how they rose to the top. Uh, we want you listeners to be inspired by their journey in truly believing if they can do it, then you can too. And what better way to kickstart this season by sharing our aspects of our journey in leadership leadership positions. Definitely. I'm so excited uh, for this season because we have a lineup of amazing and very, very diverse women that will be coming through to the Overreact podcast. Um, so ladies, you know, we can't start talking about leadership without defining what leadership means to you. So I'd just like to hear from both of you. How do you define leadership? Uh, well, for me, I know I read somewhere that um, African women have been leaders since history. So African women, we were the ones who were ganging up against the colonizer. We were be feeding the army. We were, you know, leading revolutions. And for me, um, leadership means uh, influencing and imparting change. So if I can, in my own way, in my um, you know, using my voice and just make one person's life better than I found it. I'm a leader. I think leadership for me, because sometimes we often think about leadership more on a career perspective, but it can be leadership in your friends. It can be leadership in your home. Um, I think leadership is not confined to a space, a time. It's just confined to, um, you just need to look in these spaces. How can I, as you said, influence, impact somebody's life? Um, and I think you know, leadership comes in stages. There are times where um, someone else is leading you and then there are times where you're the one in charge and taking control. And it's just recognizing those different aspects. Um, and it's also important to see it in yourself and celebrate in those moments. So um, I recognize that, you know, my mom's a leader. Mm-hmm. I recognize that, you know, I have people I admire in the celebrity scene. I have people I admire in my career field um, and just seeing those different versions and seeing what what can I borrow from those different type of people. Yeah, Definitely. I agree with, you know, what both of you said. I think a big component of being a leader is inspiring others, uplifting others, um, but still marching to your own drumbeat. And I think by you being bold in your own mission and your own vision, you inspire others. So definitely, I think that's a quality of being a leader. Um so I'm really curious to know who are some leaders, male or female, that y'all admire? Um, okay, so for me, in this space of um, what we do with Sister Speaks Global and what we do with Hills for Pads Foundation, um, my first like 
non lead a leader that I don't know personally is Sheryl Sandberg. She's always been someone that I admire. I admire what she tries to do with the Lean In book and the Suckles uh, programs that she has and the chapters that she has, which is you know um, teaching women to to go forth to to go pursue those leadership positions to if they find in a room where they're full of men to find a way to stand out and I really admire that and it's something that I resonate with and something that I want to do for the girls who are behind me um, and that's why I admire her so much because I feel like I can lean on her so to speak pun intended um, like lean on what she's doing and how do I you know pick those traits and pick pick those things that she's doing already and and impact that in my choice of leadership style and also in the things that we're doing with both organizations yeah in terms of men let me let me get come back to me (laughs) (laughs) mo who are some leaders that uh you admire and that um i will start with oprah i i'm intrigued by her story from nothing to one of the most powerful women in the world and i love something she always talks about Uh, In 1993, when she got her doctorate, she sat with herself and said, okay, um, who am I? You know, if uh, the TVs and the cameras shut on me, who am I? And she was like, uh, she wants to be remembered by the service and the influence she will have on people, especially the girls who are coming after her. And I think that's also motivated her to start uh, schools in South Africa. And one of the things that I love about her she says it's about so many people our generation wants to be famous and you want to make history because you you know based on fame but she says if you want to make the real change you have to do service to others and i believe that's what we are doing with with heels for pads and sister speaks is uh we are serving girls and women who are from vulnerable communities just being who we are and doing what we are doing. And then number two, uh, come back home. Uh, We've been conditioned to think of leaders as men or if you are in a position of leadership, you have to be a politician or achieve an administrator somewhere. But for me, one of the person that inspires me is Wangari Mathai. She fought her cause. She be- believed in the future of generations, even later when she's, you know, turning in her grave. Uh, we are still cutting trees. But she believed that, you know, the cause was beyond her. She's no more, but people talk about Wangari Mathai. So I think those two women, um, they are one of most beautiful leaders that inspires me. I love that. You definitely took mine, Oprah. That's my girl. Um, You can take her back. (laughs) (laughs) Oprah for president. Um, Yeah, I think Oprah is amazing. Um, And she's definitely someone that has inspired my journey because when everyone told her that she could not, she said, let me show you. Watch me. Yes. Um, But like you said, leaders come in so many different shapes and forms. I mean, from artists to athletes, our very own um, Angela Okutoyi, who just became um, the first Kenyan to win a Grand Slam title at Wimbledon. Um, She may not know that she's a leader, but she's only 18, but you're never too young to be a leader. And her resilience, she's been playing tennis since she was four years old, you know, comes from a very, very humble background. And I think her story is so inspiring, you know, just daring to dream and acting on your dream and going for it regardless. So, I mean, you're never too young to be a leader. 
I know. I totally yeah. agree. Yeah. I was trying to think of a man and my God, I can't. I think I've come to realize and maybe the saying is true that you tend to, I guess, gravitate towards someone who looks like you or um, or who is doing something like you. And I'm sure there is amazing men leaders out there, but it's it's. I think it, it's okay if anyone is listening that the person that you admire resembles who you are, mm-hmm. your race, your gender. Um, but all the, all the people you have said are inspiring. And as you said, you're never too young, you're never too old. But I think one thing is true with all the people mentioned is that you being a leader also means being passionate about what you and being consistent and not caring what people are thinking, just going for it. I think yeah. that's I think so important. When you're talking about uh, men, men leaders are uh, living and not living. I think of Martin Luther, like uh, he was so big on social justice and his name still lives on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think I draw so much, um, you know, from his journey in the, the fight he believed in and years later I when I sleep like this I just want to be remembered more contributed to something especially in social justice and so that's why it's important to that your dream must be bigger than you so Mm -hmm. that it can exist beyond you and have like an exit plan absolutely yeah what are some of the challenges um, either of you have faced in life that you think have really contributed and motivated you to pursue your path in leadership positions and led you to be even better at leading what would you say Hmm. I don't know I think for me from my upbringing um, especially being in the US and most of the educational institutions that I was in I was always the only one of my type Um, So even in my high school graduating class, I was the only black student or, you know, being the only African student doing something. So whether it came to math, science or anything of the sort, um, I always felt like even though I may not be surrounded by other people that look like me, it's my opportunity to teach others about where I come from and, you know, the beauty of African heritage and culture, um, because oftentimes I think the media you know, shines a a bad light on Africa. So I always use that as an opportunity in the classroom to be a leader, um, to share my voice, to share my journey. Um, Yeah, I would say that's one challenge when people can't relate to you necessarily or or they don't think you have anything in common with them. Uh, You know, piggyback on what you're saying, just being an African woman, Mm -hmm. it's one of the greatest handles, but one of the greatest strengths that we have as women. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, uh, not knowing who we are and the power and the potential we have is one thing um, that, you know, we have to unlearn and overcome because we are conditioned to always, you know, uh, be a nice girl. So that means you shrink yourself, you you stop existing. Uh, I think this is something I, someone said about um, how boys and girls exist. So you'll find boys jumping, you know, being carefree uh, in the playground, but all the girls are told stay home. You know, go fetch water, uh, look at uh, after your siblings. So we are always told to caretake, caretake, caretake. And you, you, what if that girl is a sports person or she wants to be like, um, you know, the lady you talked about earlier, uh, Angela? Angela, yeah. yes. Um, it's, it's insane that our own society uh, boxes or puts a wall f- 
as for, for us as women and as girls. So I think just being an African woman and uh, the whole societal box is think, one of the challenges. I think to add on, I think the one challenge that everybody faces, I don't think anyone can mm-hmm. disagree, is the self-belief of one's dream yeah, and achievements. Definitely. And I think um, at times that has been my hindrance in thinking, no, there's no way I can achieve mm. whatever I'm envisioning. I'm not the right person. No, God, give someone else this dream. It's he not fair, you know. Syndrome. Yeah. So I think that's one challenge that every leader, um, 1000% has come to the point where, you know, they find themselves in stages, spaces, board rooms and they're like do I really belong here and I think once you get over your, yourself get over your damn way um, that's when now you're really able to tap in and then the second handle is what you guys are discussing which is societal views and battling and and you know you'll have you'll have um, some gender saying you don't belong here you'll have some people within your own gender saying you don't belong here so like just fighting over but I think once you get over yourself and 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 tap into your abilities and dreams then I think that's the beginning of the power of not realizing um, that no one can stop you. What would you wish to see more when it comes to women in leadership positions, especially, you know, as we get closer to Vision 2030? Um, I, I would, you know, say just seeing women in roles that typically are not thought or are thought to just be male dominated. I think I'm seeing more and more of that. Um, and it's really, really inspiring. Um, conversations like this ones, the ones we're having, in the words of Michelle Obama, no country can ever truly flourish if it stifles the potential of its women and deprives itself of the contribution of half of its citizens. We have to realize that women have outnumbered the men, but who are the men still have the upper hand and the power yeah. is in their hands. So it's a um, conversation like this that we're going to uh, change the narrative. Uh, we're going to shift perceptions and attitudes of, um, you know, the population um, and, you know, create tables for women. I think we'll bring our own seats. I think bring your own seats. I think what I want to see less of first woman, first black woman, first Asian woman. I'm, I want to see less of first. I want to see many women. Yeah. I want to see the percentages increase from 28% to maybe even flip the script to 45%. Achieving Um, the two thirds general. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I think that's one thing I want to see like less in the next five years is less of first woman, first this, first, first nationality because that shouldn't that should be changing and I was watching something and this a lady one guy was arguing that you know the world has changed and the lady was like no in fact it's it's sad that it hasn't changed because certain perceptions as things that we're still battling over we're still battling over that you know women should be present we're still battling over that you know women should be in certain leadership positions we're still having to I guess justify our reasons as to why we belong in this room and I think the the other thing is I want to see less of justification I belong here, period, because I have the credibility. I worked hard. I deserve to be in this space just as much as you do. Yeah, absolutely. And more inspiring is to see more stories of women defying the odds, as in, um, like you're saying, there's something I'll share with you ladies later. A one minute guy, uh, he talks about just one minute of highlighting a story that matters. And there was this girl from India. She wanted to become a pilot. And I think her society or her family told her you'll never be. And she now owns the fleet. Woo! 
yes. Wow. She owns the private yes. jets. She owns them. So like, oh, I can't fly? You fly with my plane. Clicks fingers. <laughs> yes. Go yes. Go yes. Yes. I know. It just, and then more, we have to shed light on more stories like this. Yes. You know, if another woman has, has, has done it, yeah. it can be done. You know, you've yeah? reminded me of a story of a late, of a friend of mine who's a pilot. And you know how like the pilot, when you get in the flight, introduce himself, right? Or she. And so she introduced herself saying that I'm going to be the one, you know, flying this plane. And there was a girl who's always wanted to be a pilot. So she asked her, her mom to ask the flight attendant when she's leaving, um, can you, can we stay? And is it possible ask the flight attendant if I can meet um, the pilot? And so the reason why she wanted to meet the pilot, because it was her first time ever getting a flight and it's her female and she was now could believe that she too can, can be them the same mm-hmm. and so yeah that's if that's what we need to see more of and that's mm-hmm. why i'm so excited about season two yes <laughs> we are going to be bringing you fire women who have you know done it and continue to crash those glass ceilings and turning turning them into flaws i love it and then we go wear high heels make some noise and, and mm-hmm. stop our yes. we here <laughs> <laughs> Yes, uh, so you've been listening to the Overreact uh, podcast. Um, make sure that you stamp that like button and subscribe. Okay? So ladies, um, before we before we wrap up, I want to ask you, um, what do you admire most about yourself right now? And what do you feel are some of your achievements in your space? You go first, my. Have you looked at me? Hey! <laughs> Have you? Yeah? Um, I'm so privileged to be an African woman, to be a dark-skinned woman, and I live below the equator. I'm able to refill this melanin every day. Yes. That's my superpower, mm-hmm. number one. Right. Number two, um, someone told me, oh, you, your voice is so squeaky. Your voice is that. <laughs> You're too dark. You're what, what? Look at me. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not even, I'm, I'm not even done. I'm not even started yet. So um, just looking at myself and realizing the potential within me. Whew, I'm shaking. I think mine is I made a decision that I'll be the voice for the voiceless. Um, my voice, I thought, was going to be either like writing or teaching or, you know, in my own like cocoon working towards you know, sharing people's stories. Um, so to actually get the opportunity to actually use my voice like I'm using now to speak on things that um, should be spoken of, um, I think that is my strength. And second is I I, I live like the movie Limitless. I take a pill every day and I remind myself that I'm limitless. And when I say I take a pill, it's not like a drug or anything. It's just like I physically or spiritually take a pill that tells me I'm limitless and I can soar like an eagle. And I, you know, I rise above, uh, rise, as, rise like the phoenix every day. I think recognizing, the third thing is recognizing that um, I have, I have, there's a seed that was planted in me. And it's on me to germinate it every day and double my talents so that God can bless me with more. To him, much is given, much is expected. Yes, absolutely. uh, What I love is the fact that, you know, we are taking this moment to give ourselves credit for where we are in life. I think sometimes you often forget to look at the journey. Um, You know, for me, I remember being voted the most shyest girl in my middle school in eighth grade. And... um, 
you know, whoever knew that I'd be using my voice as my career path. So that alone, um, it's something small, but, you know, here we are. What would you say I like some of the achievements you want to recognize for somebody to say, whatever that may be? I mean, literally being able to use my voice. I remember my high school yearbook. Um, I was predicted to either be like a future Oprah or a future host or something like that. And to know that something that, you know, was written in my high school yearbook, I'm actually living it out. Yeah. And people saw it in you before you saw it in yourself. Imagine. Amazing. <laughs> wow. The share girl to Miss US, Miss Kenya USA, <laughs> to the host with the mostest. Thank and you. here you are imparting and impacting girls. Uh oceans um, away from where you were born. Definitely. So kudos, we give you your flowers. We Thank give you your flowers you. to Lash. What's your achievements that you um, want to celebrate? I want to celebrate myself for the last four years, 2019 to date. The, you know, when you look at the man in the woman in the mirror, I'm two different people. I knew all along there was a Monica or the more that I am today, but I was, no one affirmed it. No one told me you could become like, you know, you, you grew up in a village, um, you know, cross your legs, uh, be humble. Uh, don't go play with, uh, your boy cousins. Uh, you don't dress like that. Uh, you're too dark, so you don't belong. You're not beautiful. So constantly being reminded of not of what you're not yet. Um, it's the power of self-concept. Mm-hmm. You know, as you said, I take, uh, everyday pill to remind myself of who I am. Mm. I am, I am, Mm. I am mm-hmm. a spiritual being, a higher being, mm-hmm. having a human experience. Mm. So, and I'm going to maximize that. And someone said that, um, someone asked me, like, what's your highlight in terms of the work you do, Sister Speaks and Heels for Pads? Mm-hmm. Girls, you remember me, our first year of doing radio interviews and TVs, I was shaking like a leaf. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you've come. I will, far. I've come so far. I sucked at public speaking. I sucked. I was very shy. I would see a camera and I'm like, I freeze. So I think my I'm incredibly very proud of myself. You've come out of your shelf for and sure. We're proud of you too, honey. Yeah, we thank are. You. you have really, really blossomed. I think oh, my achievement, the one thing I celebrate myself for, is getting on the plane and moving. Like that is my biggest achievement. So I celebrate that I followed that vision and that dream to start something uh, with no idea of how I was going to do it. I just knew I just wanted to do something for girls specifically and something to bring women together. And here I am doing exactly that. So, you know what? (laughs) Pat myself in the back. Pops collar. And we have to celebrate ourselves. Girls, who knew years later, you growing up in the States, uh, growing up in the UK and I'm here in a village called Kenagofu. <laughs> and here we are uh, shaking things up and just having the right conversation at the right society time, just crushing it. Absolutely. And because we will be having various women leaders, why don't we start with ourselves? I'm giving you guys an imaginary uh, billboard. And in this billboard, I want you to give advice to an upcoming woman growing in her career and aiming to seek a position in a leadership um, career field, whatever that may be. What advice are you going to put on there with your name on it? Maybe we throw it to you, Ange, for a girl who wants to be like you, especially the fashion, uh, the media, you know, someone who just want to step out. Um, Ooh, okay. Um, 
you know I'm not a, ma- a woman of many words, but I would just say, you know, you have to be your own biggest cheerleader. So my billboard would simply say, go you. You look in the mirror every day and you tell yourself, go you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Love okay. that. Um, uh, this is to the girl who was told, yeah, your voice is squeaky. You're too dark. Uh, you know, cross your legs and uh, humble yourself because there is no space for you. Um, exists because the world is yours. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. I think mine would be do it now because there's no time for later. So, yeah, this don't waste any time. Don't waste any time because if you waste time, um, God would be like, oh, last you're not doing it. I'll give it to Angela. Oh, Angela, you're not doing it. I'll give it to Mo. So do it now because there's no time for later. God, you've just reminded me of that thing. The most expensive place is in the grave. It is. A lot of people okay. um, die with their dreams without existence. So I think it's to ask yourself, are you the one who will die with your dream inside of you or will you let the world you know, enjoy it, cherish it, embrace it. And we can be the Martin Luther Kings of the world. Um, Absolutely. And just like that, we are wrapping our first episode of season two. I want to say that I'm truly excited to be back with you here again. And once again, as Mo said at the beginning, want to thank you all for who've been listening to us, who are tuned into us. Uh, and we can't wait to share an incredible array of women we are going to be interviewing this season. We're going to speak candidly about their journey in their, as a woman in leadership positions. So be sure to interact and follow us at Sisters. 6254 on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, so you can stay updated on each episode that rolls out. So make sure you tune in every Monday right here from 10.30 p.m. And also subscribe on our podcast platforms where you can listen to each episode via SoundCloud on Capital FM Kenya page. And also follow us at Sister Speaks Global Podcast platforms on Apple, Spotify, Google and Anchor. And you've been listening to the Overreact podcast season two, a space where we openly ask the tough questions, uh, challenge the uh, challenge the narrative and trigger change. And girls, as you said, go forth and stamp that like button, subscribe and be ready for the magic. So it's your girl Mo. Bye out. It's your girl Angela Wamboy. And it's your girl Lash Ladies. Let's Let's overreact. overreact.